Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. I am your host and the only Italian I know who does not like olives. Can't stand them, especially the green ones. Ugh, they're horrible. Hey, you're listening to episode 46, my laundry list of turkey hunting gear. We are now 22 hours, 7 minutes, and 7 seconds away from opening day of alligator season in Alabama. I'll be leaving in a few hours to hit the water in pursuit of a big, giant alligator. We're also 215 days, 7 hours, 6 minutes, and 7 seconds away from opening day of turkey season in Alabama. And today I want to tie in my upcoming alligator hunt and turkey hunting. And like most of you, I have never alligator hunted before. So I have a hundred questions rolling through my mind. Questions about how the hunt will go down if I'm fortunate enough to get one to the boat. Questions about how I'm going to get the alligator in the boat if I'm fortunate enough to have killed one. Questions about my hunting partners who have alligator hunted just as much as I have, which is zero. I have questions about where I've chosen to hunt. Are there going to be any alligators there? Or do I need to choose a different area? I have questions about whether or not I have all of the gear that I need to put myself in the best position to take an alligator and to take an alligator safely. So yesterday as I was packing all of my gear in a big plastic crate to get ready for my trip, I got to thinking about turkey hunting. And you guys know me well enough to know that that's not terribly unusual because I'm almost always thinking about turkey hunting. But this time I got to thinking about how I'm ready to go turkey hunting literally at a minute's notice. If you called me today and said, meet me in 15 minutes at the corner gas station, I know where a gobbling turkey is. In less than 120 seconds, I could be in my truck with my shotgun, turkey vest, calls, clothes, shells, gloves, head net, boots, socks, hat, bug spray, thermosel, and a roll of toilet paper. I can do this and not forget or leave out a single thing that I need. And I'll beat you to the corner gas station by about 10 minutes. Now I can be ready to go this quick because over the years I've managed to organize all of this turkey hunting stuff instead of doing it in a period of weeks or days like I have done for the alligator stuff. I have all of my turkey hunting gear except for my boots packed in a plastic tote 
with the word Turkey written on the top of it and the sides of it with a black permanent marker. In fact, I have the same setup for all of my deer hunting stuff as well, but I don't have one for alligator hunting because I've never alligator hunted. I have spent hours getting stuff together for this hunt and I started wondering, how long does it take you guys to get out of the house when you're going on a turkey hunt? Are you ready to go at a minute's notice? Can you have everything in your truck or in your car in 120 seconds to meet me at the corner gas station to go after a gobbling turkey if I call you? And if not, then you might want to. Just helps you be better prepared when you do get out to the woods. Now, if you are that prepared, then great job. But have you ever gotten to the turkey woods and realized when you pulled out your box or your tote or your bag that you use for turkeys that there's an item or two that you pulled out of there, maybe for a deer or a rabbit or predator hunt, and you forgot to put that item back in with your turkey gear? Well, today I'm going to share with you what gear I have in my turkey tote. So those of you who don't have one can make one. And I'm also going to share how I make sure that I am not without something that I need when I get to the turkey woods because I've taken it out of my box to use it for a deer hunt or a dove hunt or a rabbit hunt. So we're going to jump right on into this and I'm going to tell you what I have in my turkey hunting container that I take with me for my turkey hunts. First, I have two sets of camo. I have a lightweight green camo for late to mid turkey season when all the trees have leafed out. I also have a pair of heavier weight brown or winter camo before everything turns green for spring. I have a pair of green long underwear for those cold rainy days or for layering on cold mornings when, and I do it quite often, I basically strip down to my underwear in the middle of the woods to take off my long underwear so that I'm not sweating to death on those days when the temperature starts out at 35 degrees and ends up at 75 degrees. And it's not unusual to have those 40 degree temperature swings in turkey season. The reason my long underwear is green is because white or red or blue long underwear ain't gonna get it. And if you're wearing a light gray color, that color is too close to white. Now that also goes for socks as well. Wear dark colored socks. Stay away from the reds, the whites, and the blues because a lot of times when you sit down against a tree, if you don't have on tall boots and don't have your pants tucked inside your boots, your socks will show. And you don't want another hunter or a turkey seeing those dark blue socks or white socks and putting yourself in danger or risking the chance of being seen by that gobbler. Okay, as far as socks go, I have a bunch of pairs of socks, probably four or five pairs of socks. I have lightweight and midweight socks in my container for turkey hunting because I don't know what the temperature is going to be like. I'm not worried about having cold feet during turkey season because I move around so much. If I was going to sit in a blind all day, I would be much more concerned about my feet getting cold, but I don't worry about that with turkey season. I'm most of the time more worried that my feet and my socks are going to be soaking wet with sweat. So that's why I have multiple pairs of socks in my turkey hunting container. I have a camouflage belt. 
I have usually two or three hats because at least a couple of times a year, I'm hunting with a buddy who's left his hat at home or in his truck. And so I've always got my lucky hat. Yes, I do have a lucky hat. And I've got a hat from the most recent out-of-state turkey hunt that I've been on from that particular turkey hunting outfitter. So I've always got a spare hat or two. And now I know I told you I have a lucky hat, but I know I can kill turkeys without my lucky hat on. So I like to call it my lucky hat because really it's my favorite hat. Okay, in that container I also have all of my turkey calls, all of them, because I typically use one diaphragm call all season long. And by the end of the season, that call is usually destroyed. So I have to buy a new one. I have at least two camouflage head nets or face masks. I have at least two pairs of gloves, a lightweight and a midweight pair. How often have you been out where you've lost a glove? Well, I've got a backup. I've got my turkey vest. I've got bug spray and a thermosil with plenty of refills. I have shotgun shells, a lot of them. I've got turkey shells and I have bird shot in my container. And I usually will take a shell or two of bird shot with me because you never know when you're going to need it. And you probably don't want to be shooting your good turkey shells at a raccoon or a possum or something like that on your way back to your camp after dark. I also keep earplugs with me. I do that because typically those guys at the hunting camp snore a lot and loudly. So I'll use it when I'm sleeping, but I'll also take them with me when I'm hunting. Because when I do run into that possum or raccoon in the evening when I'm headed back to camp after roosting a turkey, I want to have some hearing protection in before I shoot. I also take a small first aid kit in my container. That could be one of the prepackaged kits, or you can even build your own. I keep moleskin in my container in case I'm out, my feet get wet, and I start to get blisters. The moleskin will really save you. Batteries, lots of batteries, a flashlight or two, a knife and a small sharpener. I keep gallon Ziploc bags in my container as well. I use those for, of course, the turkey breast when I am able to tag that gobbler and I need something to do with the meat. But I'll also put box or pot and peg calls with the strikers in those bags on the days when we're going to have rain or if I need to cross a creek. And I'll do that to keep those calls dry and prevent them from splitting or getting damaged. I'll also have a cell phone battery backup and I have an extra cell phone charger in the container. I keep a pair of pruners, hand pruners, and a folding saw to trim those branches on the trees where I sit. I also have all of my locator calls. I keep a lightweight camo jacket. I keep a roll of toilet paper, a small package of wet wipes. I also keep a rain suit in my container. And of course the rain suit is for those rainy days, but I also use my rain suit on those cold and windy days to help keep the wind off of me. And I use it as a windbreaker. And I actually will put the rain suit on underneath my usual clothing. It helps to keep that rain suit a little bit quieter when I'm walking, but also by having it closer to my body, it helps me to retain my body heat better. Now I do have to be careful on those days when it's real cold that I don't sweat inside that rain suit because I'll get very cold once I do stop moving. So I have to be careful of that. When it's very cold I typically will not wear the rain suit underneath my clothing. 
I'll put on a layer of clothing, put the rain suit on, and then put my light coat on over that and just wear the rain suit pants on the outside. Speaking of the rainy days, when I get back to camp after hunting on a rainy day and I wipe my gun down with a towel to get the water off of it, I also will wipe it down with the silicone impregnated cloth that I keep in my turkey hunting container. I don't want my gun getting rusted. I also like to keep a small notebook and a pen with me so that I can take notes of things that I see, circumstances I run across while I'm in the woods, just to help me remember that for upcoming seasons. And I typically will refer back to that notebook before every season starts. I don't necessarily take a daily journal, but I do know quite a few people who do. I actually think it's a good idea. I just haven't been doing it. I have decoys and stakes in my turkey hunting container. I have binoculars. I have an extra pair of contact lenses because I don't want to get to the woods and lose a contact lens and be in a position to where I can only see out of one eye. And last but not least, I keep snacks and juice pouches in my turkey container and those go in my vest when I go out. I have found that the juice pouches, those little kids juice pouches, they hold maybe eight or ten ounces of juice. I use those because I found that they are much quieter than bottled water. Once you open that bottle of water and you take a sip or two out of it and you get air in that bottle and you sit down on it or you move or you twist, you pivot, that bottle of water is going to slosh around and the plastic on it is going to creak and crack and it's noisy. Those juice pouches are great because they're very quiet and they're extremely flexible so you don't necessarily have to worry about breaking them either. So that's a list of the things that I keep in my turkey hunting container and all I have to do is grab that thing and go. It's got everything in it that I need. So if you have a container or a bag or a box that you keep all of your turkey hunting gear in and you share some of that gear between your deer hunting box and your turkey box or your predator hunting box, whatever it may be, here's how I prevent getting to the turkey woods and realizing that I've left an important part of my turkey gear in my predator hunting bag or my deer hunting bag. I have duplicates of almost everything in my bag that I would possibly use for deer hunting or predator hunting or duck hunting, whatever else it is that I do. I've got a duplicate set of if I need that for those sports as well. Yes, it takes money to do that. But if you think about it, your family and friends are always wondering what to get you for Father's Day or Mother's Day or Christmas or your birthday or your anniversary, etc., etc. So put together a list of everything that you need or want duplicates of and give that list to your family for gift ideas. There's no reason why in a couple of years that you can't have everything that you need for turkey hunting in a plastic container that you don't need to touch when it's not turkey season. The same thing for deer hunting. Other than maybe your firearms and your boots, you shouldn't have to use the same gear for every season because that's how you end up in the woods and you realize, oh, I don't have my head net or my face mask. Oh, I don't have a pair of gloves. Oh, I left my toilet paper in my other box. I don't have a cell phone charger. I don't have my binoculars. You prevent all of that if you'll take some time over a period of years and duplicate the items that you have that you use 
for multiple sports. Hey, that's all I've got for you guys today. You know, I've been spending a lot of time getting ready for this alligator hunt, and I didn't want to do a replay. I wanted to give you some fresh new content and some tips that you guys can use to hopefully help you be better prepared. Turkey season is a little more than seven months away for most of us, but it's never too early to start getting prepared for it. And so hopefully this episode will help you to do that. Okay, so be sure to tune in next week where I'll have an update for you on the alligator hunt. And I'm also going to have a special guest on the show. And we're going to talk about two of my favorite topics, turkey hunting and guns. I'm starting to get excited just thinking about it. Don't forget, guys, if you're looking for a great turkey hunting trip to go on and you don't want to spend a ton of money doing it, then go to DIYMerriamsTurkeyHunt.com, DIYMerriamsTurkeyHunt.com. Pick up a copy of my book there, and you will have at your fingertips all of the information that you need to know to go on a great public land DIY turkey hunt for very little money and be in the middle of gobbling turkeys and have all of the information that you need to be prepared for that hunt. So, go check out the site, get a copy of the book. I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. And if you haven't already done so, please don't forget to go over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review. That will enter you in the contest for the drawing at the end of the month to win a Turkey Hunter Podcast t-shirt. So, go on over to iTunes and do that. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Subscribing to the show does not cost a dime, and you'll get notified as soon as a new episode is uploaded so that you don't miss out on anything. Hey, thank you guys very much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices, and I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.